welcome to everyone joining the webinar today. We will just get started in a minute or two. Well, welcome to today's Journal Club webinar. My name is Rachel Dager. I'm the Executive Director of SNEB and glad you're joining us for the present today presentation today. Uh, this spring's Journal Club is focused on um, Digitech and nutrition, current research on the use of technology in nutrition education and behavior research and practice. And again, as always, we have an uh, author of a research paper from the that was published in the Journal of Nutrition Education and Behavior. And we are excited to learn about this work. Um, a special thank you to SNEB's Digitech Division, which helped organize um, the topic and the authors for um, this spring's session. So a little bit of housekeeping. I am gonna drop the slides for today's presentation into the chat. Um, so please download those and follow along with the presentation. We will take questions at the end. Uh, please type those in the question block um, or the or the chat block, and we'll um, moderate those to our presenter. Uh, when I close the webinar today, there's a short survey, and we appreciate your feedback on this session as well as always ideas for other webinars. And then watch for an email follow-up. Um, that'll be Wednesday of this week with a link to the recording, uh, the CEU certificate they're earning for your attendance, as well as the handout for today's presentation. So I will turn things over to our moderator. Dr. Kristen DiFilippo is teaching assistant professor at the University of Illinois. 
Thank you, Rachel. Today I get to introduce Dr. Leong, our presenter today. Um, she has a PhD in human nutrition and is a New Zealand registered nutritionist. Uh, she's passionate about making nutrition education engaging and accessible to all children. As an educator, she is a lecturer at ARA Institute of Canterbury um, with a focus on a student-centered approach and sharing knowledge, constantly keeping updated in the nutrition field. As a researcher, she's a re research active as a lecturer at ARA. Ara and topics um, include food insecurity, Kiorahi, FPC, and digital and di digital technology for nutrition education. As an entrepreneur, she is a co-founder and director of NutriBlocks Limited, um, focusing on building a design studio in Duenden and Christchurch with a multidisciplinary team of game developers, artists, and, and educators to develop entertaining, engaging, and educational video games for health. I want to thank her for joining us, especially with the very big time difference. I know it's very early where she is. So thank you, Dr. Leong, for being with us today and sharing your research with us. At this point, I will pass it over to Dr. Leong. Thank you. All right, and thanks everyone for um, attending. So just thanks, Christine, for the introduction and thanks, Rachel. So these are some of the nutrition educator competencies. Um, just some disclosures. Um, so just talk about the research I'm talking about is um, done when I was a research fellow at the University of Otago. So I'm currently on maternity leave. Um, from being a lecturer at ARA, and I'm also the CEO of NutriBlocks, so which is a startup developing educational games for nutrition education. So a bit um, mushy in this area for research for some time, been only for nearly a year now. So I've been, just a bit more about myself, I've been in research since 2012. So looking at when I was a research officer at ASTAR, the Clinical Nutrition Research Center, I was dabbling in quite a number of different projects ranging from taste uh, sensitivities to body composition. So what I felt was doing my PhD um, in 2016 to 2019, that was the period of time that I had the most focus um, projects so looking at the gut health of infants and young children and then um, after my PhD I um, did my research fellowship and that was looking at also child health and infant health looking at the micronutrients and breast milk and my um, su supervisor at that time was very um, quite open to me exploring different avenues. And that's when I was thinking about, I had, I, I mean, I have passion for child nutrition. And after doing my PhD, which was a bit more basic science, I was thinking how to try and get um, children to be less fussy eaters, to eat more um, vegetables and fruits. So, so doing, try and do a bit more applied science research. So that's where um, this thought of going into looking at how video games can help encourage um, nutrition um, literacy, encourage hopefully changing eating behaviors came about. So that's where I started um, looking into this area. And, um, and then I moved on to being a lecturer at ARA 
and that is in just in 2021 and at ARA there was the focus is more on teaching so um, we, we do a bit of research here and there but the main focus is on teaching and also um, from the research fellowship I from the project I got some funding from the um, New Zealand City um, Council and that's where I got um, started the funding to start um, this um, company called NutriBlocks. So as I talk about why, why I thought of, I guess, this idea of using video games. So what brought this to my attention is like in New Zealand, there's about um, lots of children playing video games. So looking at about the children playing on average in New Zealand, about 84 minutes a day. And when we talk to some teachers, they mentioned also, it's quite interesting how um, like some of the physical activity teachers, they talk about how um, they notice, especially the boys, um, they're quite shy in the um, physical P classes, the physical uh, education classes. And after um, the game Fortnite, so playing Fortnite, they realized that the, the boys are being more um, active in the, especially showing off their dance moves in the um, physical activity classes. So this brought about um, like how, you know, video games can change behaviors in a way that even the children might not realize that their behaviors are changing after playing the game. So how, how about nutrition? So how can we encourage um, children to maybe promote a healthier be eating behaviors um, without them knowing? So can we use video games, which they like to play um, to encourage these healthy eating behaviors? So that's where this um, idea came about. So from the study, um, which is looking at um, the designing of this video game for nutrition education and using a participatory approach. There are three uh, objectives. So the first one would be to access the children's nutrition areas of focus. And then the second objective, look at exploring the parents' and children's perceptions of what they think about video games for nutrition education. And thirdly, to collect information on the children's video games preferences. So what we use, so this is the process that we use for the project for designing the video game. So first we did um, a lot of game planning. So that's where um, went into literature review, um, look at what games are out there for nutrition education. Um, think of the theories behind and it is really quite a multidisciplinary team approach. So that's where um, myself who came up with the idea, I'm a nutritionist, I've probably, I don't have much idea about making a game. So that's where I have to um, network, make connections, um, manage to um, connect with a lecturer also in computer science at Otago. Um, connected with child psychologists at Otago also, and talked to some educators in the higher education area in Otago University. So a really multidisciplinary approach. And we also had to get um, like a programmer on board. 
Um, so that will be our game developer. So in the beginning, thinking about, I guess, brainstorming as a team, what, um, what approach to take, like how can we use um, video games to change or think about changing nutrition, um, changing eating behaviors. So then we, um, after doing some research, we look at using this um, participatory approach. So this could help to, this participatory approach can help to involve the children, involve the parents to be involved in this process. And this can help to increase the success and um, outcomes of this intervention. So using video games as an intervention. So I'll talk more about the game design later. So we, in this um, game design process, we use focus groups and questionnaires with the children and parents. So after the game design, we, um, after getting back feedback from the focus groups and questionnaires, we talk to the game developer on what is possible um, for prototyping, especially with a very, like very small budget. And, and then that is where we went into the prototyping stage, um, which was mainly the game designer and myself, where we uh, implement the design into the a game engine Unity. And then we go back into the schools. So that's a play testing stage where we carry out workshops. So the, um, we, we go into schools and ask children to play the prototype game and give us feedback. And then we'll bring it back to the team and talk about how, um, what the feedback was and try and make changes of, um, to the game. So this, uh, we carry out about five sessions of these workshops. And then lastly, we did valuation. And then this is still a process and to make, to make a full game. So I'll talk about it later. So in this um, design, we use qualitative, which is the focus groups and workshops and quantitative, very little quantitative, which is mainly um, just some questionnaires on the children's nutrition knowledge and game player type. We also use, um, we incorporated uh, this social ecological model into this whole design. So we use this framework um, to help think about um, how we can use video games to impact um, the children. So why is this framework quite uh, useful for us? So if we look at the intrapersonal factors, so we look at um, how we can incorporate knowledge and skills and maybe think of like motivational messages that can be taught to the children in a game. And then for interpersonal relationships, because we understand that children, some, uh, most children, most young children do not have the authority to make their own decisions. So that's why the family environment is very important. So the parents make the decisions on what foods to buy to fill out the cupboards. So that's why it's important to incorporate like the parents in this um, design process. And looking at the community environment um, in schools, the children spend a lot of time in schools. So that's why it's important to work with the schools and also health agencies. 
um, who encourage um, like programs, healthy eating programs in schools. And looking at the larger social structures, so looking at um, uh, considerations um, that were raised, such as the amount of screen time spent on the games, relation to other screen activities and the advertisements. So we understand that you know there's a lot of different video games that are out there, especially for children, some for fun, some to educational, also like to teach about mathematics, um, literacy, um, English, looking at history. So there are a lot of um, video games already out there. And so how much time uh, are the teachers willing to, or the parents willing to let their children spend on um, video games? There's also watching TV, counting towards like screen time. So this is another thing to consider. So looking at a qualitative um, focus group design, we use a semi-structured open-ended questions for the children. And as um, we, were, we were working with children, we use um, storyboards to help us help the, the children um, have something to talk about. So we felt that these storyboards really help encourage them to um, start talking. For example, um, we'll show them when we talk about maybe the um, what they like about, uh, what they would like about the teams. We put some um, examples of some children's games of different um, teams. And then we talk about ask them like which one do they prefer and why and then this helps to bring about um, starting conversation especially um, it can be quite hard uh, in children if without some um, storyboards to encourage them to express what they like so we felt that using storyboards really help and for quantitative. Um, this is the adapted, some of the questions we asked in the adapted child nutrition knowledge questionnaire. So this um, child nutrition knowledge questionnaire was um, um, adapted from the authors above. So from um, Ninki de Vilga, they, they are in Australia and they are also, they have also worked on a nutrition video game for children in Australia, and they were really helpful in um, sending us the questionnaires through um, which they use in Cortrix. So we adapted the questionnaire. For example, some of the foods were more Australian-based, so we changed it to um, some of the New Zealand-based foods. So this is... Um, looking at healthy choices. So the question would be which food or drink is healthiest and the um, children get options, for example, orange or orange juice. And you can see, for example, for that first question, 94% of them got it correct. So what uh, we found from this um, child nutrition knowledge questionnaire was that um, children, um, knew what was like healthier. So for example, milk, chocolate milk or strawberry milk, they chose milk. So a lot of them knew what was a healthy food 
But what they did not know was more like the functions of nutrients. So why, um, what is in the food? So what are vitamins or why are vitamins important? So that is why um, we did this questionnaire first. And then in the, um, the prototype, we focus on, so the nutrition area of focus, we focus on the function of the nutrient and also um, why, how it relates to health. So not, not on like what is healthy or not healthy. We also did this um, um, game, better test of gamer psychology to understand the game player type. Um, so you can see that for children, there's a range of game player types. So maybe I'll just talk about the different game player types here. You can see we have the achiever game player type, which is these are children that are interested in overcoming challenges and accumulating rewards. There's explorer. So there's um, children are interested in discovering and learning any unknown game elements. There's socializer, which is um, children who are interested in the social aspects of the game. And Culus, which um, these are children who are interested in more of competition, competing with other players. So you can see um, from the results that there's a not really, there's a quite a reasonable reasonable spread of game player types. So no really one distinct game player type observed. So on average, the achiever game player type was the highest at 28%. And for girls, we're looking at um, the socializer game player type being the highest at 31%. And for boys, the achiever game player type at 29%. So still just one third. So not, not very um not very high in one aspect. And looking at um, the, the focus group's results, we developed, we came up with three teams after looking at the analyzing the focus groups. So the first team, we look at um, ideas and viewpoints associated with the video games for nutrition education. So what we found was that um, some children related the antagonists to less healthy foods, whereas the protagonists were the healthy foods such as vegetables. So some examples of what they talk about was, oh, defeat this bad guy who is giving you junk food. And if you eat something good, you get a power-up. So they relate like good with power-ups and bad with junk foods. So also interestingly, some children also brought up games related to exercise. When we talk about games for nutrition, so they talk about like the Nintendo Wii. So like something like active video games. And they also look at um, a lot about growing. So I'm not sure whether this might be a more New Zealand culture. So growing the food to help other people. So in New Zealand, there's also this uh, program in schools called Garden to Table. So they are in quite a uh, few schools around New Zealand and this um, program encourage um, the children, the schools to have their own gardens. So um, they'll have programs where the children go out to grow their own foods and they can use 
the, um, the foods from the garden to um, develop recipes as part of this program. So perhaps this is um, coming up when they talk about um, what they think about food and nutrition. So growing their food to help people. And for parents, some of the positive things, it, some of the viewpoints they talk about would be that they felt gamification in education settings can be motivating and helps um, cement new learning. So it makes it accessible and feel authentic and engaging. So perhaps the children um, could learn through video games, such as um, the willingness to try new foods. Maybe this could tackle picky eating because they could learn to about different items. So they also talk about um, new knowledge is always good. So that's where the positive um, side of things for nutrition video games. And the second team, we look at factors for motivation and engagement. So a lot of it talk a lot of the children talk about the social aspects. So they like um, when they have your mates with you. They talk about um, how they can. There are some games where there's the chat function where they can talk to other um, children while they play the game. They can, I guess. Um, I think a lot of them like those multiplayer games. Um, so they also talk about how um, they like games to be challenging. They found the challenges make, makes the game more engaging as they can keep working on the game and improving and they can see themselves improving in the game and rising the ranks. So a bit of competition there. And for the third team, we look at um, barriers to sustain use. So this is for children. Um, there's a lot of like um, engagement barriers. So if the game is boring, if it's very repetitive, they find it boring and then they'll stop playing. If it has a bad storyline or if they suddenly stop doing updates. So you can see that children's attention span can be quite um, short. So that's where I guess this brings about um, the some of the things that they talk about where they uh, say, oh, if they keep playing these cooking games, they keep baking the same stuff. So it gets quite boring. So maybe having different food items to cook would make it more interesting for them. And for parents, there's um, some concerns. So they express concerns about the sedentary nature of video games, like um, screen time concerns. So for example, the kids can get addicted, they sit there with bad postures and not be active. So that's some of the concerns for parents and also how there's this uncertainty whether playing um, video games for nutrition can relate to real life or real world behavior changes. So how, I, how, how would children connect uh, healthy food in a game to eating healthy food outside of the game? So these are some of the concerns. And there, there were also a couple of ethical issues that were raised. So for example, um, for advertisements in games that it could help, um, that could be quite negative if they try and push children um, to make choices. So that is some of the results we found. And looking at the workshops, we came up with three outcomes for the workshops. So looking more 
design. So this are some screenshots of the prototype game. So when we look at the first one, um, design outcome, looking at creativity, we found that children like to choose and personalize their characters. For example, um, they talk about, oh, they like to add different outfits to um, the characters. They like to upgrade and they get different, in this game, different pets. Um, we also can see they like a variety in the games they play. They like having mini games. And so this um, can see here, this is, um, we have like, so we, that's why we put like a daily challenge. We try and make it um, daily thing so that children get to um, think about the fruits and vegetables they eat on a daily basis. And then uh, we talk about having um, different, um, so non-player characters with different missions so that the children get a bit of more um, variety. And the second design outcome would be when we look at um, children liking challenges. So we found that children like exploring. So that's why we try and um, have, have the game in like um, island, so they can jump around, explore the island, find different food items in the different island, um, different parts of the islands. We try to build like secret, um, we try to hide some of the foods where, so the children have to try and um, explore the island and find these hidden foods. So they like um, expanding the map. So that's um, where some of the games they um, play like Minecraft, where um, Roblox where they can create their own um, games. So children also like challenges, so they like it to be hard. Um, they think that, that it is exciting if it's maybe um, there's some challenge in, for example, jumping across um, the platform, so make, making the game mechanics of jumping fun. And in the third design outcome, we look at rewards. So um, for the nutritional outcome, we wanted to, for this um, screenshot, we wanted to get feedback. So we wanted the children to get feedback about the choices they make. So they get pointers about making better choices. So we emphasize not on the good or bad foods, but rather on the better choices that they could make. So um, after they get to this reward screen, they get like coins where they can buy stuff, which is, for example, a different um, pet or different costumes or skins, which they can um, change their characters. So that's where uh, we try to use the feedback we got from the um, playtesting with the children to incorporate it into making the game more engaging. So how does this um, result in like in practice? So we um, through this um, study, we found that there's value that is quite important in conducting a needs assessment of the target group. So doing the child nutrition knowledge questionnaire really help us focus on like not not the what is good or bad foods, but instead maybe focus on how we can um, educate children about the importance of different vitamins, minerals of the different food items, the so rich, rich sources of um, the vitamins, 
uh, in that food sources or also how, um, what are the functions of the different um, vitamins and minerals. So we look more of the functions in, um, and nutrient functions than how it relates to health compared to um, just talking about what is good and what is bad. So another aspect that came out from this research was that um, it would be good to incorporate key aspects of active video games. Um, and also when we look at um, some of the concerns for parents about the screen time usage, perhaps um, a game avatar could be used to guide healthy behaviors such as telling the players that they're tired and need to sleep. So if the children are playing at night, so trying to limit the screen time of the playing. And for our teachers, there's the really the time constraints in the curriculum. So trying to address these time constraints. So how can we um, how can we incorporate nutrition into the curriculum when it is already quite full? So these were some things that were brought up that we probably need to think about in making a nutrition video game. So this came out from the research that we did. So next steps, what we uh, would like to do uh, would be to conduct more um, like a pilot study to investigate whether um, this um, educational video game could lead to dietary behavior changes. So um, talk about nutrition knowledge, playing the video game, could it lead to nutrition knowledge and could this nutrition knowledge lead to some behavior change? And some addressing some of the um, barriers, such as um, what we talked about, whether increasing nutrition knowledge could lead to actual eating behavior changes, and the use of too much screen time for children. So, some of the two of the important barriers to address, which was brought up by the parents in this um, study. So then, um, talk about um, how I started. Um, my company, NutriBlocks. So um, using the knowledge gained through research and how can apply it to industry. So what I found some of my um, personal experiences was that um, you really need a team of different, um, different expertise. So in our team, um, through the funding from the city council, we, man we managed to get nutritionists, developers, artists, um, sound designers. So you can see there's quite a few um, people because of the funding, we could only um, kind of contract um, part-time um, personnel because we don't have the funding to really pay for um, the uh, like one full-time equivalent person. So that's why we have can see there's quite a few people in the team. Um, so we developed this game called Nutri Islands, which is very different. The look is very different and the outcome is quite different from the prototype game. So we developed this um, and co-design. So, so we still use this co-design process with teachers and children but with a different group of um, children. 
So you can see the game is really different. And but we try to incorporate aspects that we found from the research. So like exploring. And so we have this like encyclopedia where children can learn about more about the different items. We incorporate uh, mini videos in so that we reinforce the education learn. And then we have mini games because we learn that children like mini games. So these mini games are different for each um, nutrients. So depending on the function of the nutrient, we develop the mini game accordingly. So our game comes with also um, nutrition resources. So this is where trying to help the teachers who are very busy. So we incorporate um, lesson plans and nutrition videos that teachers can just play to the children um, when the, um, in this workshop. So we plan the lesson plan to be like 20 minutes of gameplay and 20 minutes of in-class activities where um, teachers can, um, can see, teachers can carry out the nutrition education workshop. So what we try to incorporate is um, looking at the Bloomsfield taxonomy. This so looking at discovery. Uh, we have encyclopedias where um, children can discover the nutrients of the different food items, which food items are high in that nutrient. Looking at retention, we try and repeat the reinforce the information by repeating this information through mini education videos, and we try to immerse them um, by using mini games to apply, let them apply their knowledge learn. So we hope that at, after each level, learners will be able to recognize foods that are good sources of that nutrient, learn the function of that nutrient and understand how it relates to health. So we did um, play testing, um, can see here. And we also did a very short pilot test. And this is what I felt is different from like academics and having an actual company because the, I guess in a company, we don't really have that much money to focus on research. It's more of the design of the game itself. So what we, um, so some very simple questions that we asked before and after the pilot test. So we did this in a school that hasn't um, play tested the game before. We did four sessions over four weeks. So we asked them before, like, for example, what, um, what is vitamin A good for, which is one of the first island, uh, first level, which is on vitamin A. So, so you can see before the lesson, it's quite generic um, answers. And after the lesson, we have more specific answers. So this could um, show us some increase in um, literacy, so food literacy. And we also ask them, for example, food, which food is higher in vitamin A. So we give them an option of like, and before like carrot or broccoli. And uh, um, the, another question after the gameplay, we asked them pumpkin or onion. And you can see um, after the gameplay, more, uh, more children chose the correct answer. So yeah, so that is just a brief overview of my research and how I try to apply it into um, industry. So thank you, any questions? Thank you so much for sharing your work with us. Um, if you can put any questions you have um, into the question and answer box. So one question we do have is, can you show us a gameplay?
Yes, yeah, that would be good. Let me try and find it. Um, that's a very good point. I should have <laughs> prepared it. It's okay. Let's stop share first and then find it. Um, so actually you can access the game on our website and we are just um, so this is what you can access so you can see we try and start with like a storyline like muted it I hope it's not too loud do you all hear the I muted it so <laughs> so it's not too loud but you can go in and play so we try to start with a storyline to give the children a bit more um like meaning of why they are playing this game so we know that nutrition or like um this non-communicable diseases are like very long-term like chronic so what we feel is that the game can help um showcase um the effect quite a bit faster so they start off with in the future which is a bit more unhealthy and so this is the character so they travel back into time to learn about nutrition and how they can help change the future it's just different Games and so we also have like a shop. So we try to incorporate because we understand that children like to have different um like costumes that they can like change for the characters. So you can see um uh, we have this like photo frames here that um are quite unhealthy. Like you can see um the the characters are very sick and ill and then after playing a game and then coming back into this um, future hub we'll see a change where the, um, the characters get like happy and healthy looking so trying to show the changes that way and can see because this first level is about vitamin a we have the um, characters wearing glasses and then looking at um, after you come back um, they have better eyesight so they go into the time machine 
and then they can explore the game. And yeah, I can have a play. I'll send up through the um, link to the game. So we adding the focus, we try not to focus on like good or bad foods, but more on like what is in the food itself. So we just try and make it quite funny with the um, talking. So for example here, like they can go around and explore the island and they can come across in this first island looking at vitamin A. They uh, find food sources that are rich in that um, vitamin A. So you can see just some fun facts about um, pumpkin and um, how, what um, like so vitamin A. And then they can go around and collect the rest of these um, food items that are high in vitamin A. So yeah, and then um, they go and have to collect a couple more food items before you can go to the mini game. So that's where, so each level have something similar. Um, they explore the main island and then they play a mini game. So this is kind of um, what we try and do and we try and make the, the mini games related to the function of the nutrient. So for the first um, island is about vitamin A for eyesight. So the mini game, they go into a cave and it's quite dark and they have to get out of the maze. So if they choose items that are higher in vitamin A, their eyesight uh, it gets brighter. And if they choose items that are lower in vitamin A, the, their eyesight gets darker. So the cake gets, gets darker. So this helps to relate, hopefully help them relate uh, vitamin A to um, eyesight. Yes, so yeah. I'll put through the link and then you can play. And yeah, just give me any feedback if you like. Yeah, so another question that came up, uh, what age level or grade level are you focused on? And could you explain about the funding? Did you get funding as a company or as a nonprofit? And do the funders expect oh, you sorry, to use I your- to... I can't really hear it. Sorry. Yeah, well, okay. Sorry, can you repeat? Yeah, so the first question is, what grade levels are you focused on? Sorry, it's my fault. I muted myself. <laughs> I mean, I, I off the sound. Okay. Sorry, can you repeat your question? Yeah, what, gr what grade levels are you focused on? Yeah, so here it is um, years four to six, so about ages seven to 11 years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then can you explain a little more about the funding? Did you get funding as a as a, a for-profit company or as a not-for-profit? And so it's, a, go ahead and yeah, oh yeah I'll so answer it's that. a for-profit company because the uh, we got the funding from the city council, which is so they want to encourage um like uh, workers, so em encourage employability. Yeah, so that's why we it was probably makes more sense for us to start the company because if we were to um, use the funding in the university, um, we had to pay like 40% overheads and that would be like most of the money gone and, to, and the money went to like the programmers, the artists to develop the game. So yeah, that's what I found also um, 
coming from an academic background, like how it's how expensive <laughs> making a game is. <clears throat> so you can like when I look at you know the um mobile games, the computer games I play, or when I went in at first, I had such like you know big ideas, big visions, and then the programmer was saying that oh, if you want to do that, you probably need a few million dollars to do like such a game. So yeah, in the end, like um really had to cut down on I guess the the scope and think about I guess what you want to focus on so and another challenge that I felt even and maybe anyone would like to give me any suggestions is we, we did show um increase in this um, nutrition knowledge however it's still quite hard I guess for us to show behavior change so yeah, it's, and I guess in nutrition, this area is like how, like there's so many aspects that could change their eating behaviors. How do we show that playing this game could change um, their behaviors? So that's where I guess we're still trying to work on um, and explore this area. Yeah. How have you measured behavior change? Um, so, so far, we just have been measuring the increase in knowledge. So what we hope to do in the future would be like before and after, like before ask the parents or the teachers, like, you know, what are their children eating habits like? And after maybe we are hoping that maybe if the ex um, exposure to different or new food items, they children could be more willing to try. And also we are looking at more of a social aspect also because uh, we get the children to play the game in a classroom. So maybe this could encourage them to talk to each other about what they're eating and yeah, maybe encourage better habits from there. But yeah, and, and as you can see, we get them to collect water droplets. <laughs> so we try to, I guess, um, in a way tell them that oh, water is your first make water your first choice but it's quite hard I guess trying to make a game fun and not um, put too many um, information in which makes it a bit too educational and I guess it gets a bit boring so that's where you know trying to balance the engagement factor with the fun factor and the educational factor yeah. So um, one of our listeners had a suggestion for behavior change. Um, they suggested you could involve school food service. So the difference of actual intake of fruits and vegetables at school lunch, see if maybe that changes um, as a suggestion. Uh, I also wonder, you know, do, do you do any skill building in the game? So you talk about increasing knowledge of vitamins and the role they play, do you do anything about skills around how to prepare and and mm -hmm. eat healthy foods? Yeah, so actually that was what I really wanted to incorporate, like <laughs> have like um like a area where you know they can create have their own garden, uh, area where they you know can do like cooking and all. But like you know, I talked to the programmer and like 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 you mentioned, oh, it's probably you need a lot of money and it's, I guess, different games in itself. So yeah, so it's quite hard to, I guess, try to incorporate so many things. So hopefully in the future, if we get 
um, the company to be more sustainable. We can build more things in. Yeah, so I mean, that's the plan to yeah. try <laughs> get more schools on board and then we can like build build the game up more and how do educators get to use this game is it available um yeah so so now we are trying to just um go into schools and just saying that all oh, is um free to use for now and just because we are just starting up so we are trying to get more I guess people on board and then go to like funding agencies or like investors to see to show them that oh we have this number of people playing will you be interested in like giving us more money so that we can make more levels um make more improvements to the to the game so yeah you can um access the website and play I think the first level for free and if you just drop me an email I can let you give you the whole full link with the resources that we create yeah yeah well thank you um i want to i think that's all the questions that we have for today i want to thank you for sharing your work with us and at this point i can pass it back to rachel thank you excellent excellent i enjoyed that game i would love for my grandkids to be playing that versus most of what they usually do when they're online um just a reminder that um There'll be a short survey when I close the webinar and we appreciate your feedback on this session. Uh, watch for a follow-up email on Wednesday with a link to the recording, uh, the handout and your CEU certificate. Uh, and then a reminder, conference registration. And if you want to join the 2023 International Conference in Washington, DC in July, um, registration for the conference is open. And um, the full schedule should be online, I think within the next two weeks. Um, um, and we're also busily working on if you submitted an abstract, that information um, should be going out within the next week as well as far as acceptance and revisions. So uh, definitely a busy, busy time for SNEB. Um, Journal Club will return next Monday. Uh, so please go on to the website and check out the upcoming webinars. And we hope to see you back online soon. Thank you.